Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blackboard Podcast with Carlos and Randall. Randall, how are you? I am surviving. I'm going to go with that. Me too. <laughs> it's been a while, man. It has been a while. What was it, May? Yeah, I think so. We're uh, a bit out of practice. I know, I know. That doesn't mean we'll be any worse, because I don't know if you could get any worse. Uh, yeah, I was going to say we can't get any. I don't think we can get any better. But... But yeah, it's been, let's see, I'm going to look it up just because I don't want to give people bad information. Our last podcast or radio show slash podcast was, it's a bad sign when he has to keep scrolling back and scrolling back and scrolling back. I know. I mean, it's partly because his party calendar is so long. March. You know, it takes a while. March. March. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, That's man. when Senor Tyler Romrell abandoned us at the city and left Paul Bittman, our city manager, to pick up the slack till I'm supposed to try and figure Very out. Very true. Doing. Again, I can't I can't fault a person for improving their own life, except for you know, you know when it harms the city because Tyler's amazing. So yeah, well, congratulations to him. But at the end, at the end of the day, you got you were like, hey, by the way, you're taking all this until. Which, by the way, I got to mention, I got to bring it up. Uh, Randall is now the new city attorney. Yay for me. Yes, congratulations. Congrats. And if that voice that you heard, that is a very, very special guest. And we'll let him introduce himself real quick. Hey, I'm Brigham Nelson. Nice to be on here. Thanks for having me. The delay on this is a little bit weird. Get used to it. Yeah, that's why we don't have ours. (laughs) Yeah, it's, there you go. He's talking about the headphones. Yeah, that's the what headphones, I'm saying. There's yep. a tiny delay. Yeah, there is. From when you speak to when you hear it. That's better. There you go. That is a lot better. But yeah, you had that change. I became the chief of police, and Chief Brown retired March 15th, and it was a lot. Yeah, big changes. Yeah, it was a lot. But I wish I could claim it was for the better for the city and for SUPD. But yeah, you know, they're we, gonna... we will have to wait for the you know historians to tell us that. That's right. Ten years out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten years out, if we've totally destroyed everything, then you can say. Yes, we mistakes were made. Well, I guarantee mistakes will be made. That's just <laughs> that's life. But you know, I think you know we are continu- now that everything's kind of well. I guess normal. I don't want to say normal. It's slow, kind of slowing down a little bit. Hopefully, we're going to keep doing these. I know there's, there's been maybe two or three people that are like, man, I really like listening to you guys. Those are probably the people that are trying to sleep at about 10 a.m. and need someone to drone on to put them to sleep. Hey, you know we what? We don't have that sweet, melodious voice no, that Brigham has. So we don't. I guess we can. Pull it off. We're going to well, find out. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can change it somehow on this uh, on this Air 4 Audio Arts uh, console. I you guess we can do change it. our voices yeah, to sound yeah, cooler. Make it, yeah, make it, make it sound better. I mean, you look at, uh, what's her name? Uh, girl singer. Her dad's a country singer. Ooh, country's not Are we talking about Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus. Have you heard her? Man, she sounds like she was, she had some acid going down her throat. It sounds, (laughs) I mean, her voice sounds like very like, there's a lot of memes out there. And then they put it through mixing and suddenly she sounds like she's an opera singer. Oh, yeah. And then she sounds fantastic. So anybody can do it. Anybody. Well, maybe we'll just have ChatGPT take over our roles as the radio show. It might sound more intelligent. Yeah. Well, you know, funny you mentioned that because chat what is it chat gpt gpt yeah. has gone down 9.2 percent 
and people using them. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's some excitement to it when you first do it and then well, people th- realize. But then you also got to look at it maybe because school's out right now. Yeah, I mean, are people nah. just out exercising more or, or uh, what? Yeah. Who Can't knows? Go right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But let's st- let's stick on that. So, have you guys used ChatGPT? No, no. Although, anytime you use Bing now, Microsoft surf- Search Engine, you are using it a little bit. But you guys oh, got to check go. it out. I'll have play with it? it. But there's already yeah. an, there's already an attorney who's in quite a bit of trouble for using it because it it made up cases. Well, so he mean, filed a brief with the court claiming there were cases that argued his point of view, and those cases did not exist. Ooh. And as we see, <laughs> common human truths will always exist. That is very true. It's just a question of whether you can find it. So it's about uh, how you use the tool, and then there are good and bad people out there that will uh, use it. Look very true. Him. Look at him. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, gone down. Will it pick up? Maybe. It's pretty cool. You guys should check it out. Really? Absolutely. Maybe we can do it for them to write a script for us instead of us just freestyling. That might not be too bad. No, Hmm. sincerely. I much prefer the ones where people use Google Translate and translate it through like four languages and then bring it back to English. Ooh, that'd be cool. Those are fun. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I've used it, and if you, I mean, even from an educational standpoint, if you're giving kids now assignments that help them dive deeper, like... You can now get past the sur- surface level of a subject. Um, it's pretty incredible. You know, I'll tell you this much. I a while ago, back in my college career, I wrote a paper, and I and I try to sound smarter than I actually am, which is you know. Anyway, we won't go into that one. I I try to use these big words, and my professor, I took him for one English class, and then I you know went to the second level. He comes, he's like, he calls me, he stops me in the hall when I was, the class was leaving. He's like, hey, did you write this paper? I go, yeah. He's like, well, it's not the same as your other papers that you wrote before. And I'm just wondering, because, you know, your your style of writing is not, is not what I see here. And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, well, if you're trying to say I, I had somebody write it for me is no. I What I was trying to do is I was trying to choose a different way and sound a little bit more intelligent. And he's all, he's all, okay. He, but the professor was able to yeah. tell. I mean, yeah. you get somebody that unless you're barely a freshman and well, maybe I'm giving them clues yeah. or tips and you come in and have chat GPT do it throughout your career, then you'll be all right. But professors here at SU are pretty smart. Yeah. They catch on to that. Well, I think some of it's good that they know that well, that the students well enough to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I, I would have my students when I did adjunct maybe two essays. I doubt I would have known enough from first to second to yeah. say this is a different yeah. person. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So I don't know. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Oh, I don't. I think it's just again comes down to, I mean, how we use technology to help us or yeah to make us be better or to make us be lazy or to whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I'm just nervous. I'm going to go into a surgery one day and only find out that my doctor graduated from medical school because of chat GPT. That just <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> did you actually know where all the bones connected to the other bones or did uh, you just ask dude, the internet? Isn't that scary? True. True. You know, another crazy thing is they, I, I read a lot of dumb things just so you guys know. So AI, they interviewed, uh, I saw this on the BBC article. They, well, it was actually a video. They interviewed an AI 
robot and said, Hey, are you, you know, they were asking questions, blah, blah. Are you going to lose Are people, are humans going to lose work because you guys are going to be, they're going to be replaced by you guys. And he goes, no, we're here to help. And And then he goes, will you ever turn on your creators? And you know, you know, and Randall, you probably know just as much as I do. When somebody's lying to you, you get those bo- that body language, like the eye roll. They look one way, they look the other way. To a, you know, avoidance. The AI robot did the exact same thing when they asked that question. Ah, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although I guess if we can make sure that they don't learn how to lie well, we'll be better off. Well, so my father-in-law uses ChatGPT. And he is like going after it, trying to get it to say all the, you know, which party is better, like red or blue and all that stuff. Right. So he plays with it and he's like, are you going to try and kill us off one day? And the, I don't remember what the exact answer was, but it was, of course, we're more efficient than human beings. So don't use chat GPT. (laughs) It just takes a little while to get around because the programmers who created, of course, tried to put safeties in there to say, okay, don't answer certain questions. Don't do this. Uh, eventually you'll find your way around them. Yeah. They haven't even tried to put in the three laws of robotics in there to harm no humans. So we'll see how that goes. No, it hasn't been working so far or maybe it has, maybe that AI robot was holding back. They should have recorded to see if it was making a fist. <laughs> Just don't hand it. In, don't hand it a weapon. We'll be. That's good. right. Well, they got do- they got those robot dogs. Have you seen some of yeah, those, those things? Those things are insane. And then they got other robots that look like humans. They just don't have the head, and they That's run. Not at all. Yeah, they run fast. They shoot efficiently. I mean, they. That's incredible. It is. It's scary. Anyway. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the movie Terminator. It doesn't end well for humans. <laughs> well, have you guys? Do you guys have a three D printer at home? Yes. No, you do. My son does actually. Right, I, and I it is one. incredible what they can make. I, I want know. one. But right now, it can only make you know it only uses one material, plastic. Um, but they have my son's looking at even just getting a, a second head on it, basically, and so you can use two different types of plastic at the same time. Oh, so my. I'm waiting once you can do one that combines say metal and plastic together, then you could almost three D print anything you wanted. Thing. Imagine 3D printing your own computer. Yeah. That'd be crazy. My nephews are printing off like all these trinkets to, you know, to sell and they're triple multicolored, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's crazy. I want to get one. I want to get that in a, uh, in a, a press to make t-shirts. Cause you, I don't know, Randall, if you knew, but I, I, I dabbled in the, that a little bit with uh, Monty Fielding. Nice. We made some shirts. My wife makes shirts. Does she? Mm-hmm. Dang. And tumblers and other little gadgets okay. and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have talented people in my house. I'm just not one of them. I'm not either. Well, I'm not either. I had money do everything. I was like, hey, this is what I want. Okay. Not saying that I was his boss. Well, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I want to get a 3D printer so bad. Yeah, so my father-in-law and older brother-in-law have had it for a while. They're, my older brother-in-law is now working in... Texas, where they're doing the whole mammoth, bring back the mammoth. Nice. Dang. Can you call it cloning when we don't have an exact copy? Uh, Uh, It's incredible. It's it's a mammoth and then like I say, it's a tiger. It's not the saber-toothed tiger, but it's a liger. tiger. No, they had ligers in Idaho, That's and they incredible. weren't taking care of. Them. No, We're as long as yeah, my only die. thing is, is, please don't bring things back that will eat us. That's my only right. issue. With it. Yeah, I don't want a T Rex. Yeah, but exactly. then again, historically, T Rex wasn't the most dangerous dinosaur on the 
uh, walking Earth. He's still a, enough to eat me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it'd be interesting. You know, you think of like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. There's a reason why mankind has killed off nearly every predator. Yeah. Because there's always somebody out there with a big gun that wants to mount it on their wall. That's right. Bigger and better. That's it. That's Imagine Texas. a T-Rex wall, you know, head mounted oh, on the wall. You know what? I, I can guarantee s- that's what would happen. No matter how much the government tried to protect it, T-Rex is not surviving. I can see a business saying, hey, yeah. The question is the velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> the velociraptors. They go Those by the movies. Agile. Yes. agile. Yeah, that'd be scary. Especially the birds. So then you got to think about like, what do I got to be able to survive from? You know, how do I, do I got to run for 12 minutes? Do I got to, you know? We're into the exercise. Very run nice. For yeah, this look at that. Not, We're just being a level of CrossFit right That's there. right. <laughs> Today we're going to run away from a velociraptor. Well, run. That's right. he, let, me sign, let me have you sign this waiver and we'll <laughs> do our best to keep you alive. But it'll be up to you <laughs> and no, your man, commitment It's an interesting level. thought if, if you were to have a, a change in the world in that way. Yeah. Where instead of just sitting behind our desks all day. Is what I do. Um, Unfortunately, me too. Well, I mean, we do we do exercise to make up for what our ancestors did naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I remember a, a, it was kind of a joke. Actually, I won't mention which officer said it. He said he would take on any farmer any day because, of course, he does all the different workouts that he can see everything on, and no farmer could beat him. And I'm like, that'd be an interesting question. If you got a guy hauling fifty pound bales of hay all day long, it's very interesting. He's not going to work out all the same different muscle groups that a guy who's training for everything would do. But I'm still not going to take the guy. You off. know Kearney Wood, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know that I could beat up Kearney Wood. Yeah, that's. He's just lifting stuff all day long. Yeah. I got it. And you know what? There is some truth to that because, I mean, in law enforcement, we dealt with a lot of guys that did construction. And honestly, it took two or three to take one of those guys down because why he's he is lifting odd things is moving his body in different ways and that's all day sometimes six days a week yeah it's not an hour-long workout it's yeah all day long and some yeah it's uh it's scary like my brother he does construction and him and my other brother they own a business and they do rock walls and that dude can lift a huge boulder pick it up and swivel and move it and there's no way I would be able to do that. But, you know, they kept, that's that's what they do every day. So, yeah. Yeah, use it or lose it. Exactly. So, you kind of talked about it. We just use exercise as a, um, you know, what our ancestors did. So, uh, what else, other than exercise specifically, do you think we could uh, incorporate into our lives that are, you know, long standing traditions that would be helpful yeah and and by the way before we get started on that brigham is just tell them a little bit about yourself and then that way people would be like who the heck is this brigham guy telling me about exercise who what's because if they've seen carlos and i they're gonna know don't take oh yeah they're gonna be like yeah do not take any tests from i see him gimping all the time yeah don't do it (laughs) so uh my name is brigham nelson i came down here to su in 2006 walked on and played football I was introduced to CrossFit through Ed Lamb, who was a head football coach here. And then after, became a head football coach um, and started working at a CrossFit gym. Uh, and uh, your wife came to that gym and CrossFit Cedar City. And My wife's amazing. Yes, Jennifer is amazing. Um, and uh, so 
that gym shut down. I'm now helping over at Retro Fitness and then just do my own stuff on the side as well. And just always just into personal development, uh, mindset, emotional stuff, uh, physical wellness. So um, more recently, um, the last couple of years, been really learning more about stuff outside the gym rather than just gym stuff. But uh, yeah, so love fitness and all things and been working for the summer games, running events for them. And we start an event called the Iron Games and so doing that event as well still. And that's a CrossFit style competition. So yeah, a lot going on, but uh, let's yeah. So let's get started. Let's let's talk about it. We can talk about anything too, you know, like just casual conversation. Doesn't have to be fitness stuff, but uh, yeah. What do you think your your listeners want to hear, Carlos? You know what? For me personally, and I just got, I just want to add. Yeah. Like I know you know a lot of you you get a lot of guys that are in a fitness and they're like, hey, I'm a fitness instructor, and obviously they got to make money. Yep. But I think you over over the years you've always I've said hey I got this going on, and Brigham has actually taken the time to say hey try this and he's not even getting paid to give me this advice and that's what I admired about you is Appreciate that Thank that you. you you know you, that stuff like that you remember and and uh, so yeah you you get a lot of guys that are just in it they want to make the money they want to say all right I got my half an hour or an hour in with this client and then yep. I'm done but. For me, it was that really set you apart, I think, and that's why you're here with us. Not saying that we're elite and (laughs) we got like a million uh, uh, listeners, but you know it's worth bringing you on here because I think you you to me, if I was your, uh, if you were my fitness instructor, I think you would make it personable. Yep. Day in and day out. Absolutely. And even after my hour that I pay for, I think you would if you saw me on the street or in the store you'd be like hey how's it going you feeling good and exactly. i think you would truly do that and that was, i don't think a lot of people take the time to do that and I, invest i appreciate that thank you very much i think that uh coaching is all about how we're you know helping people to go along their way and be them be themselves a better person and help others as well right so if we're not interacting with people in general to help them be better when they leave our presence then you know i would say we're not doing our job but um, sometimes uh, that can put a little bit too much pressure on people at the same time. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, every interaction that we have with, with someone can be beneficial to ourselves and can be beneficial to them. And if we want to see true change in people, then we have to care about what's actually going on Absolutely. in their lives. Um, so, and pain, I think, you know, and that's something we've talked about with you, Carlos. Pain is like usually a determinant factor there. And that pain can be like, oh, my shoulder, and it can be from this work thing, and it can be from this sitting thing, and it can be from this, um, you know, whatever you're in your daily life doing every single day. So um, I think also it's really important that, you know, not everybody, like you were saying, Carlos, like this isn't the best, most famous podcast, right? Yet. If it was Yet. just Carlos, it would be, but I'd but, down. But if that's what it was about, then, you know, would we be doing it, right? And would we be willing to go along the journey along the way, right? Yeah. And so that's what it's about is is we, we can use sports as an example. As a kid, we look up at sports and we're like, you know, I think especially in the age before the internet, like a professional sport is the only way you can do or play that thing or be, you know, that type of person, right? And we... I think lose sight of, you know, our passions or our hobbies being something that we can develop for a long time and that we have a career in those things too. So like you played what growing up? Volleyball was my main one. Okay. Baseball, soccer. Okay. Awesome. So 
you know, now, and you, you did what growing up? Uh, I, you know, I played uh, baseball, basketball, football. I, I love, it was more of a, it was more of just with friends out on the street and it was just to stay in shape and ride bikes. Yep. So, okay. So I see a couple of like, again, true characteristics that are long-term valuable things for human beings, friendship, connection, being outside, exercising, um, interacting with other people. Right. So when we grow up from those things, how do we keep doing them? And, you know, you have your ways that you do them. Everybody's different, but is it through work? Is it through hobbies? Is it, is it through, you know, what is it through? So, um, that's important for everybody, I think, to evaluate, especially like as we're getting older and getting out of college and, you know, having families and things like that. So I don't, can you guys give any insight? What, any thoughts there? No, and that, I think that's the tough thing for a lot of us because a lot of us where sports was kind of the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you had school, church, and sports. That was kind of where you made yep. your connections with everything. And for a lot of us, um, as we got older, you didn't have all the sports opportunities in your face, right? Intramurals in college was a ton of fun. I mean, I just hung out on the volleyball court. Anytime I wasn't studying, it was yep. great. Best life ever. Um, then you get to older and you still play around in the city rec league. Your wife jumps way higher than I do, by the way, Brigham. Um, just aim for her hands. Yeah. That's all I could do. Um, and it gets harder because you get to the point where your body's like, oh, okay, that that didn't feel great. And so, you know, you go play volleyball and then it takes you a week to recover to play again. Yep. It's a hard transition because, yeah, other than that, I have cool coworkers, but most people I've worked with the last few years are people I'm sending to jail. <laughs> so they're not always wanting to hang out with me afterwards. No, they're not. They're not. And so, yeah, so for you and your situation, right, I'd say it's like I'd care less about what you're doing for fitness, right? Like, I, yeah, I'm a CrossFit guy, you know, whatever. But it, that has – that is not the top tier most important thing. It's like what is it that's going to be fun? I mean, in you and you were saying that too. Like it was to get outside. It was to, to be involved. And so what is it that I can do? And now is it like am I in a situation where I have young kids? So how can I match it with that? Or are my kids now, you know, leaving the house? Maybe they're a little bit older now. They're teenagers. So – is it me and my spouse going and playing pickleball, you know, in the evenings or the mornings? Who who knows, right? Or going on walks, whatever it might be. But um, is it, you know, standing desks, you know, like for this podcast, we'd be standing and, you know, who knows? So you have to look at your environment, though, and start hacking it for um, where do I see long-term repetition that's going to cause me to um, be overcompensate in some way, like, that's really what's going to happen, right? You're going to, yeah. you're going to, you are, you have habits. You are good at creating habits because you t- humans typically do the same things every day. So, um, you know, whatever it can be. And then how can we, you know, correct that, you know, by even like doing weird stuff in meetings and sitting weird ways with our hands behind our backs because we know that we're leaning with our shoulders forward the whole time on our phones, right? That's what I'm doing right now. And I I was doing the same (laughs) thing, right? I was doing the same thing. And I only, and as I'm talking about, I'm like, okay, oh shoot, I better start preaching what, you know, or start doing what I'm preaching. We're working on posture in here because you guys can't see us. Yes. We are. So yeah, like you can sit in your chair. but it's Brigham who's doing it. So sincerely, like, you know, you're on your phone all day long or you're at a computer, you're at a desk, you're driving, you know, you're hunched, right? Your shoulders are coming in, your chest is closing down. Okay, so that's going to cause issues um, long-term if you like being in the gym with your shoulders, with your back. 
um, and your inability to be flexible and go the other direction, right? To do a backflip, you know. Now, not everybody wants to do a backflip. Maybe <laughs> I want right. to do anything once, right? But <laughs> but um, to be able to reach behind you in the chair, to be able to reach behind you in the car, to be able to turn and look with your whole body versus just your neck, or not be able to turn your neck and you have to turn your whole body, right? And so you gotta audit. It's like give yourself credit for being really good at whatever habits you have, audit that, and then try and do some opposite and reverse things where, you know, while you're reading on the screen, you're going to be there with your hands behind your back, you know, like Carlos just arrested you. (laughs) (laughs) Just get ready for it. No, and it makes sense too. I mean, I've noticed I've gotten older, just like even in volleyball, trying to set backwards just doesn't happen anymore because none of that bends in that direction anymore. And so it's good, I guess, to – standard everyday things that you can add in yep yeah um doesn't necessarily have to be a two-hour intense crazy workout it doesn't like in the car when you're driving like you know having my right arm behind the car seat or i'm sorry behind the seat um you know opens me up in my right side i try to do it on my left side like so if i if i turn and rotate to my left it's very limited in comparison to my right um, and so I'm like always trying to look for, okay, how am I always turning right? Or how am I always turning this one way? How am I always leaning this one way? Um, in the car, I always lean and slouch to the left. So how can I audit that and try Like I have poor posture all the time, which is why I'm probably talking, probably talking about it right now, right? <laughs> so it makes you think about it. So no, yeah. it makes sense. I remember I like one of my older brothers, he, he loves to do that while he's driving. He'll just kind of like tighten his abs by just lifting his legs. You know, it's a long drive. He's like, why am I just going to sit here doing nothing? Nice. I could do something. It's good. Um, people will talk about like when they get, you know, out of a long drive, it can be hamstrings. It can be low back, like sitting on two lacrosse balls, sitting on a lacrosse ball when you're driving is something that can help hmm. tremendously. So like, yeah, from college lifting from, you know, all that, like, Sometimes it would be like driving up to Salt Lake for a four hour drive and I'd do deadlifts or cleans that day. And like it happened enough times where I was like, I might get out of the car when I get to Salt Lake and I may not be able to stand up all the way. Like after that kind of a workout and then sitting for four hours, right? Because my hamstrings would just tighten up, lock up. And so sitting on the cross balls or again, just a little towel that you can sit that will tilt your hips forward because, um, you know, Typically, what's going to happen is you're going to sit in that chair and either you're going to be pinching your lower spine, you know, with how you're sitting or you're going to be slouched. And then right. And then um, instead, the spine's going to come forward, just pushing on the gel pad. So, um, yeah, there's there's simple ways. Dang. There are some simple ways. I mean, you're sitting all the time, I'm sure, in a oh, car yeah. or doing reports and. Right. Uh, yeah, I sit yeah, in the office pretty much. <laughs> no, not <in> the- <laughs> Especially now as chief. Sits even more. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and everything that you're saying, it's it goes pretty much back to what I'm gathering is, as you get older, your body, even a, even as a young individual, you get a little bit of a something hurts, you accommodate, and pretty soon you don't have that range of motion anymore. I've seen that happen to me. I was like, ah, oh, my shoulder hurts, so now I only go so far. Yep. But if you make that commitment to say, all right, I'm gonna get past that pain and get that full, yep. le- you know, that full range. And I think you're right. I think we just get comfortable and we're just like, ah, oh, that's the best I can do. Yeah, I, I think so. If you look at all the amazing recoveries that they talk about now with high performance sports, right? And football players coming back from a knee injury and now six to seven to eight months. So 
obviously that's their full-time job. There's so much that's going into that. They have yeah. all the the resources, right? Um, but they're going to be, you just got to think like to be the very best in the world, right? You're going to be challenging everything. If, if you understand that, hey, I have a 40% rule. When I get to 40% of my max, max capacity, I'm like telling myself I want to quit or it's not good enough or, right? And, and if a performance, if a high performance player has all of the resources to help them and this is the best they can do, um, like you're going to have to push and challenge yourself quite a bit to push past the, I don't want to do this, right? Yeah. And I look at it even, um, you know, let's take some 70 year old men or, you know, that get a knee surgery and one is going to go to therapy and rehab every single day and keep working it out and challenge themselves in their range of motion. They're going to get out of their normal environment and they're going to work with someone that's going to help them see blind spots that they have. That's probably going to be more beneficial than the other worst case scenario, staying at home, not doing any of the rehab. You have a normal life or you, you do your normal life that you were doing before that caused the injury hypothetically. So you're just re going back down the cycle and you're not learning anything, you know, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the ability to challenge ourselves on what we think our body is capable of, what we think our mind's capable of, I think is a valuable tool to stay curious, you know, in life. I think, uh, I think that that is something that we can do a better job with kids and raising kids and schools and you know, just things like that creativity and like curiosity yeah keeping that going because if you look at it like we only have them in the school for one-fifth of their life now and so any way that we can like keep that curiosity for whatever they're interested in when they leave you know is really valuable and a lot of creativity i know with coaching and soccer they say that's one of the biggest weaknesses that u.s soccer players have we're overcoached we don't, we don't have players that can go out and get creative. It's a, you need to do this when this situation mm -hmm. occurs. And so they don't have to think on their own. They've been told mm -hmm. what to do under the right circumstances yep. instead of just going out and doing it. The only other thing, and I'd put a plug in this too, for people like Brigham who work with you, yeah. um, physical therapists work with you, you need to know from that person or a doctor whether your pain means something's getting broken or you need to push through the pain to get it there. Because um, that was mine with my knee. Yeah. I didn't do enough. Yep. I did the bare minimum they told me to do because it hurt. I didn't want to break something. And last time I went to my doctor, he's like, you know what your problem is? You're a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> he said it slightly more in, in yeah. medical terms. But that's basically what he told me. He's like, the reason why you're still having issues with your knee is because you haven't pushed it hard enough. So I finally just asked, am I going to hurt it mm -hmm. by pushing through the pain? And he's like, no, push through the pain. So now yes. I know anytime it hurts, I'm being a wimp yeah. if I don't push through it. On the flip side, my wife right now going to physical therapist, they're telling her specifically, do these things, don't do these things. Um, and so you'll want to be very, very careful to know some pain yeah. is a warning sign, don't keep doing that. Another pain is, no, you need to push through that, otherwise you're going to make it worse. So what I like what you said was a, the example of the coaching soccer, right? Soccer coaches in the U.S. Um, there's levels of coaching, right? Um, and even of, an, of knowing ourselves. So self-awareness is a huge thing, right? So can you teach, can you coach your own, you know, self to be more self-aware and other people? Um, you know, some people need to be held back in terms of, hey, like you shouldn't do that. You know, like you should stay away from that because you're not ready for that yet, you know, but it'll come. 
even, but they're just they challenge. They just want to go from zero to a hundred real quick, right? Um, and then yeah, you need you need to know when you got to push forward more. So, um, but creating that self awareness in an individual and helping them kind of understand what their their signals are, what their signs are of like when they're doing one or the other is really valuable. I agree. And having a coach that can like you know call you out on it that's probably not your spouse that probably already calls you out on it right <laughs> you know what i mean in some way shape or form but we don't really listen to them yeah. or don't want to it's our ego i it? listen to my wife all the time you don't always do it <laughs> but you listen <laughs> when, I, I like that. I mean, when my wife first started crossfit one of the yeah. things i liked about the crossfit gym she went to at the time yep. is you basically spent the first week and you weren't allowed to do anything except for learn because nice. it was all about learning to lift correctly you're going to be lifting yeah. a lot of weight I tease her. She's yep. working out like a, high, a college football player, and it's if you lift wrong, especially when you're getting those higher weights, you're going to cause some serious damage. Absolutely. Yep. But if you're doing it correctly, then it's amazing how much they can do. I mean, it is absolutely, and and it's really interesting to to see the intent. And again, learning on that that journey. If you're if you're going to want to do this thing for the rest of your life, there's no reason to get hurt in the first week and to overexert yourself and wherever you're at. Right. It's all about taking a first step forward so hey do i want to go to the gym yes i've been saying that for x amount of time is that actually happening mm, no it's not okay so why you know is it because you don't have time like what is the reason is it because you don't want to go um, maybe it makes you anxious or stressed out or something like that um, nervous to see people whatever it might be so again self-awareness what kind of person are you well i like to be on my phone and scroll in isolation. Okay, can you go for a walk and do that? Like or get an exercise bike? Yeah, just <laughs> you know, can you go do it by the by under a tree? And like sincerely, that would make you happier. It would it would and it would get you out in the sun, right? And then okay, do you um, yeah, do you just want to go hang out? Like, I mean, for me lately, I'm I'm eyeing those pickleball courts over there because brand new. I've been. I've been training in the gym a lot, you know, and that's had its place for 10 to 15 years. But man, I, I now look at like, oh, I want to be outside more because of my job changing and I want to interact with friends more. And so, man, you know, th those pickleball courts are always full of people. So it's like, man, I should substitute that as my exercise and I should feel good about that. I shouldn't judge myself because it's not as hard as CrossFit. Yeah. You can always mix it, right? Test yeah, it out, sure. see if you enjoy it as much as you hope you would. Yeah, sure. yeah. The city just built a bunch of new pickleball courts. Yes, too, they so did. Not only do you have the SUU ones now, yeah, it's the awesome. City. It's exciting. Right yeah. next to the uh, skate are they park. are they open? Are they going? They're open. They now. are open. Okay. Uh, as of last week, we haven't had our official opening. Opening, opening but it. they are open and ready that's to exciting. be used. Yeah, I saw a couple people playing out there. That's that's pretty cool. I would, you know, one thing, maybe a little bit of sunshades. They're working on it. They're working on it. Oh, really? Oh, there you <laughs> yeah. go. So we have other things working on. But again, that that part of that's that sunlight. Yeah. You look through COVID. Utah had some of the highest infection rates and the lowest fatality rates, and a lot of that was age. And a lot of that was we like getting outside. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's weird when you watch the stats. We were going through Utah was like third highest per capita infection rate, mm -hmm. and we were like 49th in fatality per capita. So that tells you. We weren't caring a whole lot about social isolation, but we were <laughs> so doing we pretty were. well on surviving. Yeah. There you go. Dang, we're running out of time. Yeah. It's good to have good information, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Biggest thing we absolutely. have is that you're, you're no the worries. 
fittest among us now that that gives you much credit <laughs> yes he is <laughs> well, no, some of it's just a different perspective right because yeah. we all come at life in a different way and it doesn't necessarily make any of you right or wrong but sometimes if we can see it from a different angle we can learn something yeah no absolutely and uh and i always uh i would i would be i would have to be honest right in my own my own journey of like um you know going from being three hours lifting in the gym every single day and like doing it competitively for football and then and then for CrossFit even, um, I've really learned the value of the last couple of years of getting out of the gym, going on walks, um, not beating yourself up in the gym every day, and doing uh, things in the gym that will help you to be better, like specifically positions of like picking up my kids off, not my kids, I'm speaking for other people, but picking up my kids <laughs> well, off the ground, dog. Um, picking up my kids <laughs> off the ground, picking up my dogs, getting on the ground and playing with them, um, you know, all those things like that. So um, created family time and just different. Uh, I've done a lot of grounding lately, like uh, researched that a lot. And uh, that's that's a really good thing. And gardening. I, um, my wife and I built our garden this last year. So nice. um, building a rock wall. So like I was lifting bolded, right? And even with that, right, it's with bad form, you know? And so you got, you know, right? And from, yep. it's not the Been same there. that you would lift a bar. So um, it's been cool to even... I've been getting out of the gym and like been doing squats with poor form or with like really close feet or offset feet because I'm trying to be uh, stronger outside of the gym doing those things as well um, rather than just going to the gym. It's, so you guys can implement fitness, you know, trying to get up off the ground with the, the least amount of contact as possible. That's a, that's a good way to practice your strength. Yeah. Because when you're 70, you got to get up. Yeah, and you know what? I he, I know we ran out of time, but bring him. I want we want we want you to come back because there's so many thoughts for me. Like for me, like the the sociology part of it is like we all want to belong to something. Yep. In church, we feel that sense of belonging, but sometimes it can be the opposite. In in sports, it is the craziest thing. People want to feel like they belong, and how do they do that? By having a favorite sports team. Sure. Some people, some people live and die by that. They they start <laughs> fights Absolutely. because of their teams, and that goes that goes to as you know as you said it yourself. You leave the you leave the college scene, and Randall, you left. You know the college scene is out, and then you're like, I almost feel like for me, it's like a little bit. You go through a little bit of uh, like withdrawals, kind of. Sure. And how do you fill that gap? Is by doing intramurals, but a lot of the times you had somebody there to kind of help you train. And um, I think that, you know, when you come back again, we can start looking at se several groups, like somebody in the office. Yep. What can you do while you're there? Like I have uh, some, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but to do push-ups instead. Yep. Cause it, you have the the hamburger patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got those. Yeah, right. Those. <laughs> right? Those are like to, the yeah. paddles that you yeah. have when they're so To kind of help your wrist. So yep. I have that in my office. That's awesome. I do the stretching. But, you know, you and you talk about doing those daily things that you take for granted. You, I mean, you just you want to be you're like, well, this is the, and then you start kind of settling. You say, hey, uh, well, this is the best I can do It's probably because yep. I'm getting older and they don't they don't change. They, but in reality, it's just like you said, it's just doing those little extra things to stay back, to keep your body flexible and your muscles, you know, moving and getting yep. everything going. So next time, we, you know, I think at the end of the month, we, if we bring you back yep. and, you know, that we have 
three different body types? Is it ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph? Or is yeah, so those are, that's like a bodybuilding thing. Um, I don't specifically focus on on that personally. There's but, my inner's uh, kicking in right there. Um, but yeah, that's that's a bodybuilding thing. Um, so I, I I would look probably more at it like uh, what three different lifestyles and yeah, different body types for sure. Yeah, we can talk. We can get into all of it, Carlos. Let's go. You know, let's go. With no matter the what it is, yeah, let's no go with the basics. Let's say let's kind of mix it in with uh, somebody that works in the office. Yep. And then we can go somebody that does construction. And then if we have enough time, you know, what's a good fifteen minute workout that you would suggest? And then uh, we'll take it from there. Okay. But for that now, where is your your business? Talk about yeah. that. Pump so that out there. So I'm mostly on Instagram or Facebook at Brigham Nelson N I E L S E N. Um, or, uh, a, a lot of what's going on right now though is, is the iron game. So, um, uh, that's, that's the biggest thing I got going and, um, running that for the Utah summer games. And so really excited about that. That's August 24th through the 26th. And so if people want to get involved, uh, volunteer, help out with that, um, come out and support sponsor. Um, that's probably the best way to get my attention and my time. Um, and to get my, you know, advice in a five to 10 minute conversation and passing. So, um, is being involved in that. All right. Well, thanks. Once again, if you, uh, you know, he said it kind of fast, but just listen to the podcast again there you and go. you'll be able to get the information. So yeah, just, uh, thanks Springer, for coming out. Yep. I know you're a busy man and then we'll definitely get you back. And this time we'll, uh, we'll give somebody some tips on how to get started and how to get a hold of you. And if you do some personal sessions, man, I, I would highly encourage you, anybody yep. to go out and pick your brain because, not only is he a big dude, he's smart and he's caring. I appreciate that. You know, that's the biggest what thing. What a great mix. I know. Appreciate that. I know. Big teddy bear. Yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, Randall, we got the jitters out finally. There you and go. And at the end of the we're month, back. we're going to be even better. Got back on. Not by much. Got back on. Just took a couple months off. That's right. Just a break. Well, thank you guys. And this was the Blackboard Podcast with Carlos and Randall. And then, of course, SU on Patrol. And we like to thank Ryan for letting us do this. Cause he's an amazing guy. I think he's on vacation. That's why it's all dark in here. And we're going to try to figure out how to shut all this down so we can get some music going. So thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Nice.